Good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, Gordon Jansen with the Canadian Food Grains Bank will join us to give us an update on grow projects so far this year. And up first in today's country comment, Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada will stop by to talk about canola seeding. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us today is Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada to talk about canola seeding. We're still likely a few weeks out of canola seeding in, in Manitoba. Um, I know parts of, of southern Alberta have, have gotten underway now with canola, but um, here within Manitoba, we've still got some really cool soil temperatures, um, and we're getting in a bunch of those other crops. So I know a lot of operations um, started with their cereals this week or, or getting some of their pulses down. Um, for canola, you know, we want it to emerge quickly out of the ground. Um, so the warmer the soil temperature you can get, the better off. And, and the recommendation um, is, you know, over that five or six degree mark with a, like a warming forecast. So with some warmer temperatures, so we're going to keep increasing that over. Um, if you're able to, to put it in the ground at over eight degrees, um, you'll have that canola emerge within a, a one to two day period. So you get it up and out of the ground really quick. And, and that's when it has moisture as well. So to, uh, this year, obviously, that's going to be our, our limiting factor. On that note, uh, just with the moisture and um, maybe touch on, on seeding depth, what farmers might need to consider there. Yeah, you know, so we are still extremely early. Um, a bulk of our canola acres within Manitoba typically don't go into the middle of May or even late May. Um, so if you are going in a little bit early because you've got some time, we still don't want canola growers to go deep with it. Um, the optimal seeding depth is about a half an inch to an inch. Um, so you are just kind of scraping it in there. Um, we don't want to be chasing moisture yet, um, right, because the further down uh, you place that seed, the more energy it needs to get up and out of the ground. So you want those optimal conditions. Um, so, and like I said, we've got this open spring period. Um, if you can time it with, with a light shower, that's really going to help your canola emergence. Um, when we do recommend starting to maybe chase moisture a little bit is later into May. Uh, you know, things continue to be dry and you need to get that crop in the ground. Usually by then the soil temperatures are considerably warmer. Um, so you're hopefully setting that seed up for success. Uh, but yeah, like I said, if, if you're going in early right now, stick to the, the optimal uh, seeding depth, which is that half an inch to an inch. How important is it to uh, to get some moisture here? Yeah, so canola, small seed, it, it does need moisture. It, it doesn't need a lot, but it needs some. Um, so when we, we talk about moisture levels, um, you know, it, it's okay to place your seed on top of moisture. It doesn't have to be in moisture. Um, so that's something to also to, to think about. But um, when I've seen a lot of uh, action right now, and right, it is pretty well seeding into dust, very, very dry, dry conditions. Um, and then because we are cooler, you're not going to see that canola come up. Um, so like I said, kind of waiting it out a little bit. We've still got lots of time. It still is only April. Um, you know, to get to get some canola in later into May. Anything else to highlight here, uh, Justine? Or? You know, um, it's at that time we've all picked up our canola seed. It's sitting in the in the shed. Um, you know, it's weigh some of your options. You've, you've picked out your seed. Use some seeding rate calculators. Um, you know, if you, if you are dealing with extreme or variable conditions, you know, look at what it would cost to bump up your seeding rate. Um, make sure you're you're targeting a plant stand. So you know, achieving uh, or targeting that you know five to eight plants per square foot. Uh, you want to make sure you've got you know 100 percent of your yield potential come harvest time. 
time. And it starts off right now with having enough seed in the ground. That was Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon. I'm Corey Canute. 36 grow projects are going ahead this year in Manitoba for the Canadian Food Grains Bank. Gordon Jansen is the representative for Manitoba. I was able to check in with uh, several of the community project coordinators. And yes, we have uh, a number of the projects that have field operations going now. Some of them are just putting on fertilizer and doing some field work this uh, now. But a couple of them uh, are seeding. In fact, one of them got uh, seeded before the snowfall, but most of them are doing now. Johnson says a field near the highway at McGregor will feature sunflowers for people to stop and take pictures. And it's still a little early for canola seeding. That, according to Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada. We're still likely a few weeks out of canola seeding in, in Manitoba. Um, I know parts of, of southern Alberta have, have gotten underway now with canola, but here within Manitoba, we've still got some really cool soil temperatures, and we're getting in a bunch of those other crops. So I know a lot of operations um, started with their cereals this week or are getting some of their pulses down. She says soil temperatures should be over 5 or 6 degrees to seed canola. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Thursday, April 29th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll check in with Environment and Climate Change Canada. Things have been especially dry across the prairies thanks to a dry fall, winter, and now a dry spring. Golden West Blaze Wozniak spoke with Terry Lang from Environment and Climate Change Canada about how long this trend might continue. Farmers are looking to get out and start seeding, or many of them have already began seeding. Uh, but we also know that it's been quite dry in most of southern Saskatchewan. Has that kind of been the story for all of the prairies? Uh, very much so. Uh, it started, um, we saw the drying trend happen uh, in the fall. Uh, very dry fr- fall across uh, much of the southern prairies. There was that one storm in November that gave a lot of moisture to some areas, uh, kind of, but it was a band that kind of stretched from uh, Swift Current up through Saskatoon to the northeast there. So that whole southeast corner and through the central part sort of missed out. I know um, uh, Swift Current got smacked, but any station sort of to the east of that kind of missed out on that storm. So they've been kind of scrimping to, to get some of the moisture, and overall it was a dry fall and into a dry winter. Um, and uh, March was also dry, sort of continuing that trend. April's, we've seen a few more storms come through in April, uh, but still, uh, it's still been on the dry side. Are moisture levels right now below normal, or is this fairly average? Oh, no, we're certainly running below average, um, and that has been the case since um uh, the fall, as I spoke about, uh, I can't speak to soil moisture and how much is in the ground and stuff like that. That goes to Ag Canada. Is there any chance of more rain on the way over the next few weeks? Um, well, we're in the, the type of pattern uh, where we're getting these storms move through, but they're kind of, they're not bringing a lot of moisture, unfortunately. Uh, they're just kind of bringing blips and blaps here and there. So, you know, we're seeing some uh, more of those come through. So much can change um, in the course of a week to 10 days. So, you know, we don't want to overpromise moisture or anything like that. And if it moves uh, by 100 kilometres, then, you know, some areas are going to get missed. So 
Uh, we still have lots of spring to come, um, you know, through May, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see some of those moisture-bearing storms come through. To Terry, I think that's everything I had for you. Is there anything else at all that I may have missed or anything that you'd like to add? I think, you know, because we had a, a, like a warmer-than-average winter and we, kept, we had a warmer-than-average uh, March, and then, we, you know, we've had these bouts where it's been really, really warm, <clears throat> I think... We've been a little bit spoiled, and we've kind of forgotten what um, spring can be like. Spring is generally a very roller coastery uh, ride on the prairies. We, you know, we got that sort of that epic battle between um, that warm air to the south, and the suns get warmer, but we still have that cold air that look, lurks to the north, uh, and that's kind of what we're seeing. Um, so it's it's going to be more of that. Um, I, I think this spring is just one of those ones that. You know, the, the pattern is not so cut and dry. It would be nice to see more of those weather systems come through and bring some of the moisture to the, to the farmers because it's been a long, dry spell. Terry Lane goes on to say that because it's so dry, the risk of grass fires is especially high and that farmers and residents alike need to be extra careful while working out in the field or even just taking part in their day-to-day activities. For Golden West, I'm Blaze Wozniak. Thanks, Blaze. The Western Canadian wheat growers have made a submission for the Canada Grain Act review. Saskatchewan Director Jim Wickett talked about a few of their priorities. So the surplus is sitting there, and it's not, you know, we would just want to make sure it doesn't become some bureaucratic slush fund. We want to see that uh, definitely, uh, you know, they say it's, it's very hard and probably is uh, to return it right to farmers who paid that bill and accumulated the surplus. But we want to see that uh, dealt with somehow. Um, once again, referring back you know, to the United States, is they only collect that levy until they have uh, enough operating for the year and a, you know, a bit of a cushion to get through the next year. They stop collecting the levy, period. And uh, at the very least, we want to see that. But uh, we'd like to see in some way fa- way or form for that to, to get back to producers who paid the bill. Grading was the, uh, was the final key point here. Yeah, well, you know, it's, we're working on a visual grading system. Uh, you know, I always laugh when, I, when I'm doing a, a presentation because uh, the visual grading system, when they, when they made that, Nobody smiled and shook hands and slapped each other on the back and hopped on the car and drove home because the car wasn't invented yet. So it's time for the technology uh, that's out there to get put into play. Um, We need someone who's going to quarterback that. We need a focus. And uh, the CDC would be good at that. Uh, But they need a push. And we need to get, you know, the functionality of grain you know, especially, you know, with Manitoba producers, the uh, the mildew issue. And, and, you know, I used to be on the Western Standards Committee, and they went back through the records and couldn't find the reason that mildew got put in as a grading factor, and it didn't cause any problems with milling. So, so why was it there? Just to make it look pretty, I guess. But how many years did farmers lose, you know, in a, the economies of, you know, the prairie provinces lost millions and millions of dollars in the in the downgrading of that, and and frost is another one. Um, 
in our consultations with uh, a bunch of the baking, uh, they kind of laughed at Frost. They called it Miller's Gold because it makes the brand come off easier. So they were able to uh, to buy it basically on sale, and and it was just as functionality as as any other grain. Any final thoughts here, Jim? You know, we're really hopeful that uh, we can get you know some substantial movement on this. This this grain act is just been basically tweaked every time it's looked at and uh you know with the technology out there today i mean we have cars that drive themselves surely we can get away from uh from somebody that's you know staring at a sample and and get it into uh more a technological uh kind of way to 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 achieve the value that we grow that was jim wickett a director with the western canadian wheat growers association talking about their submission to the Canada Grain Act review. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to farmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Blaze Wozniak, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Canada's farm show is going virtual this year, June 16th and 17th. Go to canadasfarmshow.com to register. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Thursday afternoon, seeding is underway for the Canadian Food Grains Bank. I caught up with regional representative Gordon Jansen. I was able to check in with uh, several of the community project coordinators and Yes, we have uh, a number of the projects that have field operations going now. Some of them are just putting on fertilizer and doing some field work this uh, now, but a couple of them uh, are seeding. And um, uh, in fact, one of them got uh, seeded before the snowfall, but most of them are doing now. How many uh, projects do you have this year? We've got um, uh, pretty well all of the projects that we had going last year not quite all of them but uh but most of them that were going in 2020 are going this year uh we've got a few uh, a couple small fields that are added to existing projects so i'm excited to have that going ahead what kind of crops are being grown this year well um some of the the main ones have been uh, wheat and canola and I expect that we'll probably have some soybeans, but I haven't heard. One of the interesting crops uh, that we have is uh, near McGregor. We have a field of sunflowers, and the community group there is it's has a field right on the number one highway, and they're going to invite passersby to come in and stop and have a photo opportunity in a sunflower field that'll happen obviously later on in summer when it's blooming. There's also a forage crop that's uh, happening around uh, Rosenort as well. As far as uh, moisture, you know, uh, it's still pretty dry in, in most areas or? It is. It's very dry in some places. Not all. There's been a couple uh, places where they say it's been adequate or, or quite quite good, but Certainly, rain will be needed uh, needed shortly as well. So we're hopeful for a good crop, uh, but right now um, there's some places where it's really dusty and dry. 
and it's hard to have good germination in those those conditions. With COVID, you know, going into the third wave here, um, does that have any impact on on the way things are being done? Or, well, farmers uh, are often work uh, on, on their own and are able to have the farm operations going ahead uh, with these COVID restrictions. So, the farm operations, the the projects themselves, get done. Uh, we just aren't able to have a lot of the the uh, group gatherings and uh, that we sometimes have. Uh, one example, though, is that uh, one of the groups, the Help Growing Project by St. Pierre, uh, had an online auction, and they did that with in conjunction with the Grunthal Auction Services, and that was done um, a week ago. And uh, did very well. They raised over forty-five thousand uh, dollars, including um, good donations uh, from uh, from some dairy farms. So that's one uh, creative uh, project from a community group. Anything else that you wanted to uh, to highlight, sir? Well, I just again want to highlight the generosity of our community groups that uh, you know, despite COVID. Um, are able to uh, step up and, and continue these projects which help um, people in, in other countries because COVID has really caused a lot of economic hardship um, and uh, economic downturn in other countries. So there's higher numbers of hungry people. And uh, our, our people here in, in the community groups in Manitoba are really helping our member agencies to be able to respond to uh, the needs of hungry people. So that is so much appreciated. That was Gordon Jansen with the Canadian Food Grains Bank. There are 36 grow projects going ahead in Manitoba this year. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Seeding is underway in Manitoba for the Canadian Food Grains Bank. There are 36 projects in the province this year. Representative Gordon Jansen talked about the crops being grown. The main ones have been uh, wheat and canola, and I expect that we'll probably have some soybeans, but I haven't heard. One of the interesting crops uh, we have is uh, near McGregor. We have a field of sunflowers, and the community group there is it has a field right on the number one highway, and they're going to invite passersby to come in and stop and have a photo opportunity in a sunflower field. That'll happen, obviously, later on in summer when it's blooming. There's also a forage crop that's uh, happening around uh, Ort as well. And farmers will likely need to wait a few more weeks before seeding canola. Justine Cornelson is with the Canola Council of Canada. For canola, you know, we want it to emerge quickly out of the ground. So the warmer the soil temperature you can get, the better off. And, and the recommendation um, is, you know, over that five or six degree mark with a, like a warming forecast. So with some warmer temperatures, so we're going to keep increasing that over. Um, if you're able to, to put it in the ground at over eight degrees, you'll have that canola emerge within a, a one to two day period. So you get it up and out of the ground really quick. And, and that's when it has moisture as well. So to, uh, this year, obviously, that's going to be our, our limiting factor. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program.
We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll hear from Manitoba Pork General Manager Cam Dahl. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.